This is the Walk Away FBA podcast, where we talk about how to stop building Amazon's business through FBA and start building your own business. I am your host, Joshua Esters. If you like this podcast, follow this podcast, share this podcast. Let's get started. All right, all right, all right. So we are at the end of the year. Actually, we are in the new year. I'm recording this 2 a.m. January 1st, 2021. And we made it, you guys. We made it. Uh, It was a tough year. It was an interesting year. It was a year that that is going to shape the rest of our lives. And um I'm 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 at I'm at peace. I'm at peace with uh with what's whatever's in store. You know, whatever is coming up. <laughs> you know, uh, I am prepared to, you know, be surprised. I'm prepared to be happy, I'm prepared to be sad, I'm prepared. Um, but at the same time, I'm also um, choosing early to be unbothered by the outside forces, the forces outside of me. So um, I just want to get this podcast in, you know, because... You know, my twins were born um, and they were born on December 11th, um, 8, 19 p.m. and 8.32 p.m. Uh, boy, girl, twins. And, um, you know, right now I got the uh, the baby monitor nearby. So, you know, if if the baby is crying. I got to jump off the podcast. I mean, I may like record segments or something like that, but I might just have to just jump off altogether and just uh, publish um, whatever, whatever I have at that moment. You know, um, so, yeah, you know, the the, the twins were born and uh, man, oh, man, they're they're adorable. They're adorable. Um, They're beautiful. They're amazing. And um, it's just been it it's been it's been tough it's it's actually been tough i mean just you know um taking care of them and the nights you know the nights are really long i mean they were already long for me because i usually spend you know the nights midnight and all that stuff working um but now they're even longer and uh not getting much work done you know um I am, I'm super, uh, super, super blessed and, um, very appreciative for all the folks that came through to support us, um, you know, to support us with, um, you know, usually, you know, what, what people, what folks would do is, you know, they'll cook some meals for us and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but, you know, because we're in the time we're in, you know, people have been given cash or gift cards and things like that for us to, um, 
to to you know for dinner and things like that because it's not it's not much well it's a lot less i would say that a whole lot less cooking and meal preparing during these early days of um of the newborn stage so you know been very blessed with that very blessed with um you know with the with the with, the, with another crib um you know pack and play bassinets you know all those kind of things people came through and and supported us and um you know very 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 appreciative of that and um you know it's it's been like that for all of my kids you know there's always been um folks who just came through and uh especially well in in the early days well, with my first kid uh my wife and I our first kid you know we we really got a lot of support from a uh from a nonprofit um called Claris um when we were living back in Inglewood California uh and and that was pretty you know that's that was pretty much what they did they they the organization they pretty much they help you know families they help families they help young families um with diapers and clothes and you know uh, and, and and giveaways and thing all, all things that help you uh take care of your kids and it, it was very touching very very touching um cuz I, I you know before then of course i didn't know anything like that existed you know and um it's it's something that i think about a lot in terms of um when i when i get to that point where um when i get to that point where i want to give back and um create uh a different kind of legacy you know outside of my family i think about that i think about man you know it, it's 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 very hard to have kids you know um especially you know coming from places where i've come from um where you know you have very very limited family support you know family may be struggling and and um you know you don't have anybody to watch the kids like we didn't have you know we didn't have anybody really to watch our kids like that and uh or you know to get a break or you know i wasn't making a i wasn't making a lot of money during that time and um it it's very hard for 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 young families to take care of kids it's just it's very hard and 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 i want to um i want to give back in that in that area i want to help young families um with the necessities you know just with the necessities you know christmas gifts and um you know um you know cribs bassinets diapers clothes wipes all that all those kind of things i want to give i want to give those things to to young families um as part of my as part of my way of giving back um i i think about that a whole lot actually um because it's very hard and now i have five kids and it's 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 tough it's tough um but you know we're moving along and we're making things happen and we're taking it day by day it's it's very stressful you know um and um but you know we just uh we just try to harness the 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 beautiful aspect of it we just try to harness that and hold on to that as long as we can during the day um you know but um you know it's it's a beautiful thing you know like life in general is just it's just a beautiful thing it's it's an amazing time 
to 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 be alive. It's an amazing time. It's an amazing time. Yeah, the world is is kind of crazy right now, and and uh, it, it may only get crazier, but um, it's it's still it's still the best time to be alive. And some may argue it's the worst time, and uh, I may agree with with a lot of those points. But um, but we're here. We're we're above ground. We're walking. We're breathing. You know, we still gotta live. So if we look at it, if we look at it like it's the best time to be alive, all the solutions, all the solutions that you need will come to you Um, because you're you're on that frequency. You're on that frequency of uh, positivity, on that frequency of solution based activity, on that frequency of, of, of love and care. And if you're on those frequencies, we're going we're gonna to, you know, we're going to find the, the, the rose that's growing from the concrete. Um, yeah, so, you know, let's let's get into that. Let's get into this. So I'll just give a um, what, I'll, what I'll do here. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm kind of just going. Um, didn't really get a chance to prepare for the podcast uh for obvious reasons but um so I'm going to get into some you know some updates on some Q4 stuff that's been going on only because you know I've been giving updates for the past couple of months for those that want to hear about that I I I'll, I'll, I'll briefly go over it. I'm not going to go over a whole ton of stuff I mean you know I want to just kind of recap over the year as well and then also um um, you know, project into the future. What what does this next year uh, have in store for uh, for myself, my business, my life, um, and you know how I'm go- how I'm going to be making moves moving forward. So um, let's go over those three things uh, real quick. So you know, this Q four uh, it's it's been uh, very 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 good. It's been very good and. Um, December was um, uh, a month that I did a little bit more sales than I did in November. I think November I did uh, roughly thirty thousand um, altogether. You know, with all the platforms that I sell on altogether, just about thirty thirty thousand. And um, and and you know, last podcast I, I talked about you know all the the kind of the more details and things like that. Um, nothing else is much different, uh, from, from, from what I've already said in the last podcast, as far as like the details of how I'm doing things. Um, but, uh, just the sales are, are, are more, you know, um, you know, I've found, um, I found new life in a new platform, you know, uh, Etsy, right. Uh, so when I say I found new life, it's just uh, I, all I mean is like I, I found an avenue that's really working for me. So uh, on Etsy, I actually did more sales on Etsy than I did on Amazon in the month of December. And, uh, and, just, and you know, just like everybody else, you know, most of my sales came in like the first 10, 10 to 15 days. You know, I got mostly all my sales and uh, some things are still selling, but mostly Got all the sales in first ten days, very fast. You know, had a lot of uh, two thousand dollar days and three thousand dollar days, 
uh, on Etsy alone. And, you know, um, it just still surprises me because, like, like I said before, I come from the Amazon world where it's like, you know, there's no other place you can do numbers like that except for Amazon, where I, at least I thought that. So I'm doing, like, Amazon numbers on Etsy, and that's kind of just blowing my mind. And Etsy has superseded my eBay store, and it's, it's superseded the uh, level of importance. Um, uh, so on Etsy, I did uh, just over 19000 in sales in December. Um, Amazon, I did 18,000, 17,999 to be exact. And that's a crazy number, but that's, that's the number. Um, so on those two platforms, Amazon, Etsy, you know, still hitting it, hit it out the park in terms of, you know, my goals and what I needed to do. So, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy how, how, um, how I was able to, you know, get, get on Etsy the way I did, um, being that only, you know, been on there for, you know, just under six months and I already hit like, I don't even know what my total sales on Etsy are. I have to look at it, but, uh, for the, for, you know, for the, for that entire six months or for the entire year, I guess you could say, but, um, but you know, it's, 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 you know, in the tens and thousands, right? And maybe 50,000 in sales. I don't know. But, um, but Etsy is a, is a serious platform for me at least. And I think it'd be, a, it could be a serious platform for a lot of people. What I, what I like most about Etsy is it's kind of, kind of why Etsy exists. It, Etsy exists for the creatives. It exists for the creatives. Um, and, uh, I don't consider myself a creative, you know, like their target audiences, right? I'm I'm not in the target audience of Etsy. Etsy doesn't, you know, they're not targeting me to get on their platform. But what I was able to do is, but I'm but 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 I'm an opportunist. That's what I am. I am definitely an opportunist. And what I did was I found an opportunity and I exploited that opportunity and I was able to exploit it within a platform called Etsy, right? Um, but what Etsy, what I like most about it, because it's for the creatives and me, I'm coming from the Amazon world. The Amazon world is very, for me, you know, my perspective of it, it's very, you know, it's very, if I was to pick a name, a pick a term for it, it's kind of just like rigid, right? There's so many rules. There's so many things you can and can't do. There's so many people on the platform. And, you know, Amazon, you know, they, they want things done a certain way, which is fine. That's a, that's a hundred percent fine. I'm not, I'm not against that, but Etsy is a little, it, it allows a seller for a little bit more creativity. I can be a little bit more creative, you know, to, uh, market myself. And also, also the platform is very easy to use. It's extremely easy. I mean, that may be hard to appreciate if you don't know about selling on Amazon or even eBay. If you don't know about that, it's kind of hard to appreciate how easy and how user-friendly uh, Etsy is. Extremely user-friendly. Extremely easy to navigate. Extremely easy to get information about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Uh, it's, 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 it's just been a, a gold mine for me. 
um, at least for these past couple of months, at least, you know, I can say that. Um, Amazon, you know, Amazon's Amazon, you know, this, you know, it's not much to it. You know, I I did, I did what I did. Um, I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing for the upcoming years in terms of Q4. At this point, um, in my business, um, I know what I want to do, you know, after all, after after these past, it took me a couple of years, you know, uh, for me to really know what I'm trying to do, and you know what I'm what what I want to do is not something I want to do indefinitely. It's just something I'm going to commit myself to for the next couple of years at least. And I couldn't say that when I was uh, strictly an Amazon seller. You know, you you kind of just uh, you 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 kind of just taking it day by day, month by month. Um, when you're doing like Amazon Wholesale or Amazon FBA, you're taking it day by day because everything's dictated around what products you find. You know, your 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 business is 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 directed by what products you find. You know, um, in 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 Amazon Wholesale, it's a little bit tougher. You know, in Amazon uh, Arbitrage or Retail Arbitrage, um, simply because you know Retail Arbitrage. You know, you go out there, you find stuff, and if you can sell it, you sell it. With wholesale on Amazon, it's like, okay, well, you find things, and then you have to really analyze a lot more aspects of the products that you're potentially trying to sell. And a lot of uh, part of the reason why you're analyzing a lot more because you know the margins are 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 a lot lower, right? So, um, and not only that, the risk is. The risk is a little bit higher sometimes, you know, in some aspects, you know, Amazon Wholesale versus Amazon Retail Arbitrage. You, you're going to hear different. You're going to hear that Amazon Wholesale is less risky. And I don't agree with that. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why I don't agree with that. But I don't want to get out, go down that rabbit hole right now. Uh, that may be for a different podcast that I, that I'm thinking about recording. I think about, I'm thinking about that, just going deeper into Amazon wholesale, some of the pros and cons with that and how you can position yourself to, um, uh, to avoid competition, how, how like I'm doing. So that's, that, 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 that's something on my mind that I probably do a podcast on, but, um, I'm at a point where I kind of know what I want to do in the e-commerce space. Um, or, or better said, I know I, I, I have an, a very confident expectation of what the next year is going to look like in terms of my activity. Right. Um, and it's, and it's very simple. It's, uh, continue serving my niche, the niche that I'm in. Right. So continue serving my niche. Uh, add more, um, not a lot, just add a few more skews to my catalog, a few more, um, um, uh, a few more, how would you say, I guess the best way to say it is, um, a few more evergreen skews, right. To my catalog. So right now, I have uh I have a number of SKUs that are half of what I used to have. So you may heard me say, you may, may you may have heard me say like oh yeah you, I usually have like between 90 plus SKUs at any one time. 
that is now down to about between 30 and 40. I'm, I'm, I'm moving between 30 and maybe 45 sometimes, between 30 and 45 SKUs, and that's split in half. So, um, and the reason why I did that is because, you know, I'm just uh, focusing on the things that really sell, right? So focus on the things that really sell and testing a few things with those products. And uh, for example, you know, staying in stock, <coughs> excuse me, staying in stock, you know, testing, well, if I buy this many, how many will sell and on how many platforms? So how many sell on Etsy, how many sell on eBay, how many uh, might may sell on Poshmark in a given month? Now that, that takes a few months to test out. I mean, you know, cause I'm trying, I'm testing out on a per month basis. Um, and what, what has happened is, uh, I'm like, okay, well, I have some products because I am, you know, conservative with my purchases. I kind of just buy a few just to see what the market is saying, see who's buying what, and um, and go from there. Well, let me let me first mention that what I have, uh, the niche that I'm in, it's, it's a women's accessories uh, niche. So, 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 so sometimes, you know, with, with things like that, it's like, you know, some things may be hot for a second and some things may not be you know or or it may be hot for a second and then the next second it's not that hot right so i've made mistakes where it's like okay well okay well i i i put a product out there and it did decent my test run did really well and what i'll do is on the reorder i'll order you know say if i said for example i, I ordered three you know, and I, I sold two in one day. Right. So I'm like, OK, well, I sold two or, or, or two or three. I sold more in one day. OK, let me go back and uh, let me order 10 next time. Now, that has uh, that had that that has failed. That strategy has failed many times. See, on Amazon, because I come from the Amazon world, that works there. It works there. You know, almost 100 percent of the time, almost, you know, but it doesn't necessarily work in other places. You know, it could be on those uh, on that particular day, the algorithm did what it did and the 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 customers did what it did. The stars aligned well on that particular day. And, you know, three customers bought that one product. But on the next go around, it may not be that. So, you know, it, it's, it's been, it's been, you know, me easing, easing my, uh, uh, orders in terms of, you know, after I've, you know, got burnt, you know, ordering a, more than what I should. Okay. Now I'm just easing in. And then what happens is, you know, I have some products where it's like, you know, they sold well. Over a long period of time, maybe like it's like when I say long period of time, I mean like two weeks, for example, they may have sold well over like two weeks, but I had very limited. So, uh, so maybe last maybe sold two in one week, one the next week, and then one in the third week. And then those products, some of those products happen to be the ones I should I should bump up my orders on, right? Um, I've, I've had that happen many times where it's like, okay, well this, this product wasn't doing much, but all of a sudden, uh, it started, it starts doing really, really well. And then next thing you know, it becomes like a, a, a very, you know, really good seller for me 
because, you know, now I'm starting getting the reviews on the product and, and maybe I adjusted the price a certain way. Maybe I took an extra picture and, and, um, and, uh, um, and, and, and all of those things kind of creates some type of network effect, um, in the algorithm and also with, uh, people who view the product and then, you know, the more sales come in, obviously it goes higher and higher in the rank. So I've had situations like that. So, you know, it's, 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 you know, I've been, I've been easing in, but one of the things I'm going, I want to do, I want to do is I want to increase the number of, um, uh, good sellers for me. Right. So there's a lot of products that I just have. I just, you know, buy one at a time because I may only sell one, you know, in a, in a particular month. And um, because I already put in the work to create the listing, to take the pictures and it's, you know, the listings are already on all the platforms I already sell on. All I, all I have to do is reactivate the listing when I'm in stock. I just simply sometimes, OK, I'm just going to buy this product, even though it's not a good seller. I'd, I'll just still order it. And then, you know, because the work is already done you know, still get paid for that work, you know, but it just won't be a lot because, you know, it's, you know, one sell every two, three weeks or one sell a month or something like that. I've been shying away from all of that, you know, and trying to just stick to my heavy hitters. Um, so, you know, you know, so, so, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's my, you know, I know I kind of went a little left and a little right, but, that's my whole take on um, Q4. You know, if you want to know more about my my Q4 dealings, yeah, I would I would recommend go back to the last podcast. I get into the details and, and kind of like my strategy for next year and all that kind of stuff. So let's kind of just recap. Let's kind of recap the the, the year two thousand twenty. You know, um, the year two thousand twenty. You know, I, I learned, I learned quite a bit of things and a lot of those things were outside of, uh, e-commerce. Um, that I'm using in my e-commerce. So just things that I'm connecting dots on outside of e-commerce and, and using some of that mind state. Uh, or knowledge or perspective into my e-commerce business and and mainly what I mean by that is is I've been you know the whole coronavirus thing and pandemic all that stuff started in March and then a whole lot of shit just been happening after that you know what I realized is it's really important that we consciously become independent, independent in our thinking first. So we need to become independent thinkers, right? Because there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of people just in general, I'm just speaking in general. And then sometimes it, it these things spill over into the business space as well, e-commerce as well. There's just a lot of individuals who have, you know, groupthink and um, and who say things 
um, that aren't true, that um, there, there's a lot of individuals out there who say things, if you're not paying attention, if you're not paying attention, and let's say you like this person, or, you know, you, ha you have some type of bias because, you know, you know, you just like that person. Nothing's wrong with that. But if you're not paying attention to what's being said to you, no matter where it is, no matter if I'm saying it, no matter if you hear it on YouTube somewhere, no matter if you hear it on the news somewhere, no matter if you're hearing it on Twitter, on Facebook, no matter where, it doesn't matter where, you really have you really have to separate what's being said from who's saying it you just have to you, you have to and if you're not paying attention you will start to believe a lot of the noise out there there's a lot of noise out there a lot of noise on 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 this so-called truth. If you're not thinking independently, if you're not uh, doing your own research on things, or if you're listening to people who do not do research or who do not show you the research that led them to why they say what they say. It's very easy to just go down a path that you don't want to go down or to think in a way that you don't really want to think. But if you're not paying attention, it's going to happen. Well, let me get out of space for a second. Let me just bring it back. Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back to, you know, to what we do and how we do it. You know, we're in the e-commerce space, right? And I, I, you know, I'll give you, oh, here's, here's a good example. Here's a, here's a really good example. You know, um, when, I was, when I was fully an Amazon seller, when I just only sold on Amazon, I would listen to a lot of the podcasts, a lot of podcasts that you guys probably listen to. Some of just the, the, the top dogs, right, you know, about the Amazon selling. You know, I'm not going to say any names or anything like that, but it's one of the, you know, it's one of the mo probably most widely, widely known Amazon podcasts. <clears throat> and I I remember this what this person said. I, I, I just I just I don't know why, but I remember it. I remember this person was, you know, coming down or talking down about drop shipping. Right? Now, at that time I didn't know anything about drop shipping. I knew nothing. I know nothing. Heard heard the word many times. You know, I heard it's a, it's a problem if you try to drop ship on Amazon. You know, I heard, you know, I don't know how true that is, but, you know, you hear these different things, right? But I remember hearing that. And months and months and months and months later, I learned about drop shipping. Not intentionally. I just kind of came across some information on YouTube and just, you know, I'm an open-minded person. And when I learned about dropshipping, I was like, 
dropshipping is amazing. It's 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 amazing for one. For two, it's something almost every big e-commerce company does. Amazon dropships. And here, here's here's how here's how here's how I know. If you ever buy something on Amazon, and this happened to me recently to, to my wife, she bought something on Amazon, um, and uh, Amazon sent it in a Walmart box. Okay, so I I don't think Amazon has Walmart boxes at their warehouse. That they're just using to send the people. It could be. I don't know. It could be. But it's possible that they went on Amazon.com, bought it, and then mailed it to us. They bought it for a lower price than what they sold it to me for. And all they did was just, you know, slap my address on their order and send it to me. I think that's happened. I think that's, I think that's what happened. I don't think... Uh, at the warehouse, someone had a Walmart box and they boxed it up and sent it to us. It's possible, but I don't think that happened. But that's that's besides the point. But uh, Amazon drop ships all the time. You know, a lot of big e-commerce stores drop ship all the time. If you ever buy from a company um, on their website, for example, and let's say, you know, the shipping's like, Two weeks. They're drop shipping. They're ordering it. When you buy it, they're ordering it from another retailer or wholesaler. And then they'll mail it to you. They don't hold the inventory. This is a common practice. Drop shipping is a common practice, but it but it but but over the years it, it it's gotten a bad rap because some of the you know scrupulous individuals uh who who have been doing it, and then that 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 kind of leaked into the online world where people are ca- talking crap about uh, drop shipping. But drop shipping is not a new uh, business model. It's not new. Once I realized that, I was like, "Wow, you know that's that's really that's really crazy." You know that that that's the case, and you know this person was kind of just you know talking down about drop shipping. I was like, you know. You you gotta be an independent thinker. Just take it one step further in terms of I'm talking about me personally now. Now how I approach things now, and I I kind of was already doing it before, but how I approach things now ever since this year has happened is I'm not on no sides. I I I'm not on any sides. I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I'm more, I'm still learning about the libertarians. I'm learning more about them and, and, and what they believe and what they, what they, uh, uh, how they operate. And, you know, I've been seeking out some individuals who claim to be libertarians and kind of just learning more about, about them and, you know, how they operate and to see if that's something I can identify with. But either way, if I identify with it or not, doesn't truly matter. Uh, what really matters is I'm not on any sides. I take that to my business. You're you're not gonna. I'm not on. I'm not an Amazon seller. You know, I'm not. Used to be. 
I think it's foolish. I think it's foolish to have your entire business on Amazon. I think it's foolish to be a Democrat. I think it's foolish to be a Republican. Because what you do is you corner yourself in. And if you corner yourself in, and then once you start getting, and then once, if you, if you corner yourself in, you can't change your mind. Because you've already got out there and, 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 and made these loud claims about X, Y, and Z. You've already talked smacked about the Democrats. Or if you're a Democrat, you already talked smacked about the Republicans. So if you're a Republican and the Democrat actually steps to you and actually, you know, uh, and, and, and there's something you agree with with the Democrats, you're least likely to have an open mind to come to a solution. If you're a Democrat, you already been slapping Republicans. If there is a Republican that you actually like and actually would support and actually would, you know, uh, you know, be friends with or whatever the case, work together, you've already closed that road. Because the group think your 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 group will not accept you if you did, for one. And for two, you've already burnt that bridge by by slapping Republicans. So you cannot advance. You will always be one-sided. You will always have the same solutions. You always have the same things because you're constantly only thinking the same way. Okay, let me get out of space for a second. Let me come back to e-commerce. On Amazon. If you're gung-ho on Amazon, that's cool. I don't knock anybody. I don't knock anybody. I don't knock anybody at all, period. That's not my thing. I care about myself. I care about what I do. Where everybody else does, that's what they do. You know, it doesn't bother me. As long as, it, as long as it doesn't bother me, it doesn't bother me, right? But what I'm saying is, what happens is we close ourselves off. We corner ourselves and then we close ourselves off to opportunities, new businesses, new ways of thinking that will accelerate our success because we're cornered in into the group think and um it's it it it, it it's challenging it's challenging it, it's challenging when we do that i'm not loyal to amazon i'm not loyal to etsy i'm not loyal to ebay i'm loyal to myself okay I'm loyal to myself. I think for myself. I do what I want to do. And if I can't do what I want to do on Amazon, for example, which there are many things I can't do, I'm not going to boycott. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fuss. That's their business. That they, they can do that. They can, they can say what goes and what doesn't go. All I do is I say, I, I, all I do is I say, okay, all right, cool. That's, that's them. That's what they're going to do. But I'm going to find a different avenue. To get to get to where I, where I, where I want to go to do the things I want to do because there's always a different avenue there's always a different way there's always a better way there's always a smarter way there's always a you know a, 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 a any way that that benefits you specifically right so if I cornered myself in and you know stayed in the group think because people thought you know this you know selling on multiple platforms and you know selling on at eBay and wherever else people thought those things people thought you know I was just kind of just crazy you know for 
putting it out there that I want to have Amazon to be 30% of my business. That, that, that's what I was telling people. I was like, I want Amazon to be 30% of my business. I don't, I can't deal with hundred percent. It doesn't make any sense. There's just things that are happening here that does not make business sense. All right. So now I'm much happier. I sleep way better. Uh, and the potential for me specifically is way greater because I'm doing my own thing. I'm not doing what other people are doing. I'm not doing the wholesale. There's a lot of people already doing wholesale. There's, I'm not doing retail arbitrage. There's a ton of people already doing retail arbitrage. Like I, like I said last podcast, all I'm doing right now is I'm sticking to Q4. I do my Q4 thing, you know, and I keep it pushing on Amazon. Now, there's other things that I want to do on Amazon. That doesn't mean like, okay, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I, I don't like Amazon. I'm not going to sell on Amazon anymore. No, my point is there are ways of selling on Amazon that benefit you specifically. But another part is you, we have to know what role we play to these platforms, right? So there's things you can do that you can, you know, that, that you can put in your, your pocket of, uh, or your book of ways to make money that works well for you on Amazon. Instead of doing the entire thing, wholesale, private label, retail arbitrage, instead of, instead of doing the entire thing, there's very specific things that you can do on Amazon that doesn't require you to do all of this craziness that you can do on Amazon and you can say, okay, I'm going to keep this thing on Amazon, but I'm going to spread out my, uh, my, my risk. I'm going to diversify my platforms. I'm going to, you know, get multiple streams of income and I'm going to go do, do something else somewhere else. But I'm going to keep this one thing that's working for me on Amazon. It's working for me. It doesn't require much time. It doesn't require much effort. It doesn't require that I have to, you know, give up this and give up that, give up this. So keep the best, whatever's working for you really well, that doesn't require, that doesn't require a ton from you, that works pretty decent, keep that and move on to the next thing because these platforms are not, Amazon specifically, is not made to, you know, it's not made for you to win. Now there's people winning on Amazon, but it's not designed for you to win. Long term, it's not designed that way. It's designed to give the best service to the customer. That's what the machine is designed for. You know, and you're a vessel. You're a vessel to that end. And if you mess with that, they will cut you off without calling you, without emailing you. And without even telling you why they're cutting you off. Okay, these platforms are getting big. They're extremely big. Amazon, Google, you know, with YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. These these companies are huge, and they have an agenda. They have a focus, and 
they do not want to give any power to the people on the platforms. Because once they start giving power to the people on the platforms, they give, give them a say, you know, you, you start giving people a say in, 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 in their business, they're going to break down. They, they won't be able to get to their goal fast because they keep stopping and going because of all the people who have feelings about, you know, how they're being treated. They bypass all of that by saying, okay, here's what you can do. Amazon in particular is here's where Amazon, right? 50, probably more than 50% of online retail happens on Amazon. We bring the customers, put your, so we don't need to talk to you. That, that is the value proposition right there is we bring all the customers. We're Amazon. You're going to do what we're going to, you're going to do what we say you're going to do or that's it. If, if you're restricted in these products, you're restricted. You can't, you, there's no way around it. Well, there may be some ways around it, but they're not interested in sellers. And here's, here's the final thing I'll say about that. And here's why I know this for sure. One of the big complaints over the years about Amazon and uh, between Amazon and sellers is more so between Amazon and private label sellers is is Amazon, what they do is, and, 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 and you know, I, I'm not against it. I'm not against what Amazon's doing. I think it's brilliant. But what they do is they get the data, right? So what, we, so what we do as far as sellers is we are giving Amazon data to build their business stronger, right? What the private label people were saying is, well, I'm putting, I'm, I'm putting tens of thousands, putting tens of thousands of dollars into products, and I'm investing all this time and money and all this kind of things. I put my products on Amazon. And what does Amazon do? Amazon, Amazon notices that your product sells and they go and make a, uh, make a, generic, a generic brand of it. So if you're selling flashlights, you end up you know, creating a brand and you, know, you, you start getting traction and a lot of people come out and buy your products on Amazon. Amazon says, hey, yo, these flashlights are selling. Let's make our own flashlights and then put their Amazon products next to yours. And they can get them cheaper. They can sell them for cheaper. And you lose, right? That's an ongoing battle right now between Amazon and Amazon sellers, more so private label sellers. But even everybody else who sells on a platform, what people don't understand with Amazon is, and I recommend you guys, uh, uh, there's a documentary that came out this year. Uh by Frontline. So if you go to YouTube and type in Frontline, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, they did a documentary about him and it was great. I loved it. If you, if you, if you listen, if you watch Jeff Bezos from the beginning, from the very beginning, he's very, dude's a genius. You know, Amazon sold books. You think Jeff Bezos does not care about books. And if you go to the uh, video, he explains why he chose books to be his thing to sell. His main thing is getting data from customers or users. They don't have to be customers or users. Amazon knows where you're clicking, what you're clicking, where you're looking at on the screen, where you're not looking. They know how long you stay on a page. They know how long you, you don't stay on a page. They know, you know, what you buy after you buy this. They know every single activity you do on their website. They track it.
and they use that. That's their business is getting data. They use that. They use that and they use it in so many different ways. I can't even imagine. But uh, they track every single possible metric you can imagine. Every single data point. And they use that to, you know, do their business. And that's how they're going to get world, world domination uh, in the e-commerce space and, and other places as well, other uh, industries as well. So what their main thing is they're after is data. Right. And then, you know, they put everything on top of that. Oh, you know, um, make make it make uh, his, his thing from the beginning is also, you know, customers, you know, making sure the customer has the best possible price, the best possible experience. So that is that is he is very focused on that, which is great. Uh, but my point is that a company like that is not going to allow you to succeed on the platform long term without any problems. You know, so everything you do on that platform, everything I do on that platform is not for us. It's for Amazon. We have some benefits to it, right? You know, we we, we make our little money and, and, and keep it pushing. So when I'm thinking of it that way, I'm thinking of, okay, I just I just need to, this is obviously it's a great platform. I just need to milk it. I, I'm, I just need to play it. Play it. I need to, I need to, I need to play. That's it. It's, it's not anything that, you know, I'm committed to in terms of, oh, it's the, it's the greatest platform ever. It's, it's sure, it might be, but for who was the question? Let me find my little avenue, how I can get my coins out of this vending machine and uh, or off this slot machine rather and let me get my coins off of here and then take my coins and move it into something that benefits me where where i'm the one that has leverage i take my coins i play the system do what do what jeff bezos wants, wants me to do he makes more money than me i make a little bit money myself that i didn't make before but let me move it to something that actually benefits me and just me and, and, and my legacy and what I need to do, right? So, I, I mean, my, my, my whole thinking is, is my whole, you know, if, if, if you've been following this podcast, there has been changes into what I do and how I do it. But I think that this, this is where I am, though. This is like the final point. I went through all of that, all of that stuff that I've been through to get to where what I'm saying right now, to really understand what I'm saying right now. To 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 did all of that to get to the point where I'm thinking and saying the things that I'm saying right now, right? Um, so Amazon is in competition with you. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Now the other platforms, now they they ha- you know they have similar functions, right? They want to make sure as well that they're treating customers right. But what they do differently is they actually they actually are looking and helping out the the, the small guys, the sellers. Um, the last thing I'll say about Amazon, Amazon, you know, if you, if you have been paying attention to Amazon, they're, they're becoming more brand focused. They're, uh, they want a lot more brands on the, on the platform and, and they're getting it right. Um, so they want brands. They're going to take care of their brands to, to a much higher level than just the average Joe who gets a seller, um, a seller account and sells on Amazon. Brands are going to get the the best treatment, and they are getting the best treatment. Um, but you know, brands are are they're not the small business people. You know, some of them are, but 
you know, a lot of them aren't. You know, these are big, big, these are big companies. But for the smaller seller who just wants to get on and make some money, you know, the other platforms, you know, Etsy, eBay, you know, Posh and all those places, they actually do focus on the sellers. You know, eBay, I'll, I'll say eBay as the next largest one. Uh, eBay is not in competition with you. eBay doesn't sell anything. There's no uh, eBay brand, you know, products. eBay is very customer focused and they become more customer focused every day, but they also are seller focused and you can notice it. You can feel it. You can see it. They really focus on helping sellers. You know, um, Etsy is that way too. Etsy, they're really focused on having the seller have a little bit more, a lot more autonomy over what they're doing. I'll give you a quick example. On Etsy, like if somebody wants to do a return, Etsy, they already, they already tell you, like, that's between you and the customer. Now, if y'all can't figure it out, then we will get involved. But returns is between you and the customer. Like, so, you know, say if I, uh, customers, you know, I, I can set my own return policy and all that kind of stuff. And if the customer's uh, um, not happy, I give, I give them a return label. And then, um, and this is actually great. I, I give, I give the, I buy the return label. I actually don't buy it, but I somewhat buy the return label, give it the send to the customer. The customer, um, only if the customer uses the return label will they charge me. That's what I, that's what I think is great. So when you buy the return label, you don't really buy it. You, you actually buy it when they actually use it. But if they don't use it, that's actually pretty cool. Um, Etsy, you know, fronts the cost of that. That's an example of them taking care of sellers. The second part of taking care of, taking care of sellers is giving them more autonomy. Say if that customer does mail that product back to me, and then, um, and then you know, I, it's my responsibility to refund that customer. Now, some people are thinking like, well, so, well, the key word is autonomy, right? Now, on eBay or Amazon, it don't fly like that. If you don't, re if you don't, you start getting emails about, you know, if you don't, if you don't refund that customer, right, you're going to be getting emails every day that, yo, you know, you need to email this customer. They, they mail this return back. They mail it back to you. They did this, they did that. And if you don't do it, then bam, they do it by themselves. Now, that's actually good. That's actually not a bad thing. But my point is. Etsy, they're not, they're not like that. There's a reason why they're not like that. Because they want to give autonomy to their sellers. We're not going to be emailing you every day. Like, yo, that's between you and the customer. The customer's going to reach out to you eventually. Or you're going to uh, re refund it yourself. Like, they're not, they don't get involved with between, they don't get involved with that. Now, when things start getting out of hand, if there's a situation where people are, you know, harassing and things like that, then okay, you know, Etsy gets involved. But on basic shit, there's not a problem. They don't they don't step in and try to do shit on your behalf. Right? Um Yeah, you know. We're actually doing pretty good. Uh baby didn't start crying. Usually does. I I've, I've been waiting for it. <laughs> so um, you know, Tonight's a good night. So, so I mean that that's a very small example, but um, but little little things like that actually speak volumes 
if you've sold on many platforms, you, you notice things, right? Um, but, but this year, you know, has been, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been an okay year in terms of business, in terms of, uh, uh, sales and things like that. Um, I, I had an okay year. Obviously, Q4 was great, but I had an okay year. And um, partly because of just me um, being very conservative in my purchasing, in my, uh, in the way I'm doing things. Because this, 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 uh, this path that I'm going down is something that I didn't learn about anywhere, right? Um, I don't, you know, there's, there's no one I follow that talks about these things. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know who, who that would, that would be. Right. So I, I don't know anybody doing what I'm doing the way I'm doing it. Um, it's being done. I'm seeing it. But I don't know if there's any personalities out there where I'm just like, okay, so I'm getting information from this source. You know, this is a source. It's an entirely new path for me uh, to a certain degree. Um, and I'm, you know, just being very conservative and, and, and just not over extending myself or uh, taking too many risks. I mean, I've taken risks. Yeah, I mean, this whole year has been a risk. But uh, it's it just I'm just, I was very very conservative, you know, kind of just like okay, well, you know, this not getting too excited, like not, just not getting too excited about what's happening, you know, with any successes that I've seen or anything like that. Just not getting too excited with that. Um, but and 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 constantly trying to just prove to myself like yo this works like okay it works let me just you know let me go on and do let me take let me take a bigger bigger risk because or you know do a, a higher purchase order because it works it works it works i keep just proving it to myself but i'm at a point where it's like okay it works what i'm doing works you know you know i didn't i didn't really want to believe it before just because i didn't want to get to get too excited and and and, and crash right but now i'm like okay yeah, this, what I'm doing works. Now it's time to really scale and 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 uh really take this as far as I could take it. Um but yeah, just just being conservative and especially with the pandemic happening, you know, all the all the uh panic around that. Um those were those were very rough times at the beginning of that. Uh just, you know, with the grocery shopping and all that kind of stuff. That stuff was mad crazy. Uh, you know, waking up stupid early in the morning just to get in line at the grocery store. I mean, it was it was mad, you know. Um, so there's a lot of panic, uh, but I'm, I'm glad we we made it through. But um, but what we what I learned was uh, like okay, whether well, you know, it didn't really have an effect on my sales, really. I mean, yeah, there was a hit, you know, but it wasn't like crazy. It was just like okay, well, I got to do a little bit more of X, do a bit a little bit more of Y. And um, because of because of uh, because of my slow sales on Poshmark back in uh, May and June, that's when I switched over to Etsy. I was like, okay, let me just try. Let me just see what's going on because I've been wanting to try Etsy for you know six months or so before that, or maybe even longer. But 
I was just like, oh, I don't, I, you know, I didn't want to, just didn't really have any motivation to do it. And, um, and I was stubborn to pay the 20 cents per listing. I was like, okay, I got to pay 20 cents. Okay, forget it. Because I, I, I got as far as creating my first listing. But then I was like, okay, well, you know, put your credit card in for 20 cents for the listing. That's when I was like, okay, I'm going to just stop this right here and continue doing what I'm doing. Um, that was like early, early in the year, probably late 2019 that I did that. Um, oh, nice. Just got just to gotta sell on Poshmark. All right, cool. Um, so, so uh, you know, the beginning of the year, Poshmark was 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 my platform that I was like really trying to break in. I was really trying to break in Poshmark. Poshmark did pretty decent for me Q4 uh, 2019, and then moving in the January, February, March. I mean, I mean, I'm just you know, I I was just I was really enjoying it, and. Um, and, 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 you know, doing the Macari thing too, um, and selling on eBay and not really doing much Amazon. By that time I was kind of just whatever I had at Amazon FBA at the time, which was very little. I just, you know, just sold that. Didn't really do much. Um, but I was really trying to break in Poshmark and, and, you know, I had a really rough year, 2019, um, and I picked up a job, a part-time job, um, December 2019. So I came into the new year or I came into 2020 with a part-time job. Um, and, and, and it was very different because I, before that, you know, uh, I was a year and a half, uh, without working, a, you know, a corporate job. I went a year and a half without doing that. And, uh, when I went back, I mean, it was very uh, it was, it was, it was very different because, you know, being in full fledged entrepreneurship mode for that long. And then, you know, stepping into the corporate world, even if it was part-time, it was like the night and day in terms of like the people, you know, you know, getting paychecks and waiting for Friday and, you know, making sure you send the right emails and, you know, you know, editing your emails and spending 20 minutes to write an email and, you know, and constantly attending to other people's needs that don't matter, you know, you know, the politics of, you know, who to talk to and who not to talk to and the higher ups and all that kind of shit, bullshit. Uh, it was weird. It was weird, you know, um, but I, I had to do it. Or maybe I, I felt like I had to do it um, because, like I said, 2019 was a very rough year. That's that's when I just kind of just started, like, stop doing what I was doing on Amazon, the wholesale stuff. And, you know, just getting kicked in my ass with the wholesale on Amazon uh, and coming to the realization that, you know, a lot of this stuff that I've been doing just didn't make much sense. And when I started doing the multi-channel stuff, it, you know, at the beginning, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't enough. And... um I accumulated some debt and it was, it was, it was, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great of a year. You know, I didn't, I don't think I recorded that many podcasts that year. I know I did some, but it wasn't that, wasn't that many, um, 2019. Um, so anyways, got the job. So I came in 
2020 with a part-time job and we're doing that pretty well. But looking back, uh, it, it did stifle my business. It stifled my business um, with the part-time job because there was just like, it was just a cap. It was a cap on what I was able to do in my business. Point blank, simple, you know, um, it was a cap, you know? Um, so I was just, you know, still doing the multi-channel thing. I was really big on eBay uh, learned a whole lot about eBay and got over my fears and learned from a lot of mistakes I was making in 2019 from, um, you know, mistakes I was making on eBay. Um, and then I got that up and going for a second, you know, eBay was doing really well for me. Poshmark was on the back end, um, on the second end and I was doing some Macari, but, um, but Poshmark was really doing good for me even when the pandemic hit. Poshmark was still going. eBay was still going, you know, still going. Um, and then in in June, uh, I left the part-time job and uh, I had a handle on what the what I was doing. I had a handle. I was like, okay, if I leave, I can do twice as much. I can make up for that money I was making um, if I did X, Y, and Z. And I did X, Y, and Z, and, you know, uh, it, it worked. It worked. Uh, and then I started, and then my sales started slipping from, from Poshmark. Uh, so then I went to Etsy, right, and did some things over there. And then, you know, you know, you guys, you know, if you've been listening for a little bit, uh, Etsy did what it did. So now I have a new somewhat of a new uh, perspective and a new direction that I'm that I'm t- uh, a new s- direction that I'm taking. So what I learned was you have to keep going. Like the whole the whole time I kept saying to myself like I just need to stay in business. That's all I need to do. I just need to stay in the business. I did, I wasn't really concerned about Oh, I'm gonna make a killing and all this kind of stuff. Like that's that's no. I need to stay in business. I need to stay in business during this pandemic. I need to make sure I'm I'm staying in business, building my business intelligence, learning about my niche more, how to serve it, learning different ways to um, go about making money within my niche, and in, in that case, with different platforms. Uh, building up somewhat of a brand, I guess you could say, and I did that. I um, uh, kind of just built a built a brand around you know what I'm selling and what I'm doing. Um, and I just need to stay the course, you know. Yeah, I got a little sidetracked there. Yeah, there was a few t- times that I got a little sidetracked on some Amazon stuff, you know, found some opportunities. With some, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, like a, you know, pandemic type products, you know, going crazy. I got a little sidetracked with that and, and, and took an L. Um, but I just need to stay in business because I know what I'm doing is working. Let me just stay in business. Let me just build up because it it just I I knew I knew it's going to take a second to build up, right? Cuz I I knew I was building up. I was like I just had to stay in business to keep building up to the point where 
where I, I'm okay, you know, where I'm, where I'm good. And, um, I was doing that, you know, I, I, I just had to keep going and, and then, and then, and look what happened, you know, great things happened. You know, I, I ended up on a platform that served me well and, uh, and there's a lot of potential there and, um, you know, and then, you know, took a hit with eBay as well this year, you know, with the different changes that they've been making and took a major hit there. Um, but you know, things, it's, it's just been moving around and, and, and for me, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm okay. Cause my problem is if, if I was only on eBay or if I was only on Poshmark or only on Amazon, I'll be in a lot more trouble. And this is why I stopped doing that is because if one thing is not really working or something changes there, you, I would have no other avenue, right? So that's why, um, you know, what I, what the path that I'm going on every step of the way, I'm proving my points with my experience is that, you know, uh, it's very important to just be in a different places, you know, and, 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 uh, do things how you want to do things. So, mainly, my focus was just staying in business, 2020. One of my, my, great, my greatest accomplishment for this year, um, in, in business, rather, um, let's see, if I'm just thinking about it, I'm not really 100% sure if this is my greatest accomplishment, but it's pretty damn great to me, is, you know, with 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 the Q4 and how that went for me, I was able to pay off a credit card that I had, that I had accumulated some debt in on the, in 2019, because of you know the the trouble I, the struggles I was having, I was able to pay that off, you know just just paid it off maybe a week ago, with the profits that I made in Q4. And that was major because it was about 10 grand. You know, I think it's about 11 grand. I was able to pay that off with, uh, with you know, just profits from, you know, what I, what I was doing. Right. So that took a huge, that's taking a huge load off me. And part of the reason why it's taking a huge load off me is because, um, you know, back then, 2019, it was 0% interest on the credit card. It started charging interest, um, I think maybe September, you know. Um, so I was, you know, rolling interest free for a little bit, but I knew that, I, I knew that, you know, that interest, I knew that that time ticker was there and I'm like, okay, at first I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. And, um, and then, uh, and then I just, you know, uh, put my thoughts together, got myself together. And, uh, I knew that, you know, Q4 was going to be great. And I also knew that, you know, I had this amount uh, in credit limit set aside somewhere else. So I just pretty much robbed Peter to pay Paul selling online, <laughs> you know. So took one credit card, maxed it out with key four stuff. I mean, this is stuff that I've, you know, you know, I've done previously in previous years. But on that 20000 I was able to pay that credit card off, you know, and pay back the 20000 so, so, you know, that's a huge win for me in my personal life. Uh, 
you know, it's a very, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a losing position to be in, you know, I mean, I'm the first gonna, that's going to admit shit like that. It's like, that. that's not a, that's great. It's great that it happened. I, you know, it, it's amazing, right? Now I mean, that's, that's a $400 payment that I'm not going to have to make, you know, maybe 350 but about, about almost $400 payment that I'm not going to have to keep making, you know, for God knows how long, right? But it's a, it's a losing position to have to do that. So um, I'm going to make up for it. You know, I'm going to make up for it because now I could take that same 20000 and plus that 6000 if I choose to, uh, plus that 10000 if I choose to, take those two credit limits next year, do something. I could pay off, you know, my car note and pay off my all my other stuff, right, if I wanted to. Right. So so it just gave me the confidence that, like, you know, that I can do this again. But now I have more funds available to do it with. That's another, you know, ten thousand dollars, for example, in profit that I can uh, uh, I can use to pay off other things. Whether if I have more debt or if I want to pay off my car note or whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Or I can go buy something, you know, buy a piece of land or put it toward the down payment. But I know I have that set aside for, you know, Q4, you know, my Q4 part of my business. My Q4 part of my business is just going to grow and grow and grow. Um, So that's what, you know, freeing up that that credit line is going to allow me to do. I mean, if I so choose next year, which I think I will. Um. So, you know, I'm ready for, I'm ready, I'm I'm ready for, I'm ready for things to go my way. That's, that's, that's what, that's what I want this year. Which sounds crazy because, you know, most nothing goes your way. But I've, I've, I've been in a lot of situations where things weren't going my way. And I'm sort of clearing up the path. Getting, you know, the mess out of my business. Getting, you know, cleaning up. I've been cleaning up. For a long time. And now I'm sort of all the way clean. I think this year. Things are going to just go my way. Because. I'm at a place where it's like. Okay. I know if I do X, Y, and Z. A, B, C. Will happen. Not to the T. It won't happen to the T. That, that kind of sounded crazy. It didn't happen to the T. Uh, but you know, but but I know once I do these things, the likelihood of these number of things are going to happen, and all these number of things are actually good things for me, right? So Q four, you know, Q four twenty twenty one, I want to double what I what I did this year. Um. 
But, you know, that's down the, that's down the line. But up until that point, I want to, you know, dive in a whole lot more deeper into my niche because I keep proving to myself that, I, you know, I can do it. You know, I can serve my niche, but I need to serve them at a higher level. I need to serve more of them. Okay, so I got a few things in in uh, in store. Um, now this is just you know business in general, not just particular to my niche. Um, what I did a couple of days ago, no, yesterday actually, no, two days ago actually, I I bought a few barcodes, and um, I don't a hundred percent. Okay, baby, baby on the monitor. Okay, making making a little bit of noise. Okay, maybe he may go back to sleep. Just making a little bit of noise. Okay, no noise, no noise at all right now. Okay, so um, to serve my niche, I'm just basically going deeper. Uh, in in in. Here's what I'll say. Uh, I'll get into this at another time, more deeper. During Q4 on Etsy, you know, I have a bestseller in my niche, right? A bestseller badge on my product. The whole time, November and December, I pre-sold. You know, I pre-sold because I I didn't buy enough stock. So I was what I was doing. I was pre-selling it, and then once I get the inventory, it'll uh, pretty much be sold out, and I have to pre-sell it again. I did that about three times. So it's just hundred percent like just pre-selling, and I'll explain more what I mean by that in a different podcasts, but I can't right now. Um, just buying, just buy, let me just 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 buy, buy more, buy more, buy more. Um, because I, I I I just feel like there's certain products that I have. If I just buy the right amount of them, it's gonna because I'm I'm losing money every time I'm out of stock, and and that's the problem. I'm just out of stock most of the time because I'm just you know conservatively buying. So my goal is to stay in stock, you know, and really track that, you know, what's the best amount of product that I need to have in a particular you know skew. Um, that's what I need to do in my niche. I need to do that. And also, you know, bring on some new products. There's, there's, a, there's a ton of new products that, uh, that, that are out there in my, in the brand, the, the brand that I buy from, there's a ton of new products that I don't even touch. Um, but right now I have to focus on, cause I, I don't really have much time to put into testing a lot of new products, but I'm just kind of, you know, using my eye and using my experience to see, okay, what, you know, what's likely. And let me focus on what's likely in terms of the new products I'm bringing in. But for the products that I already, you know, spent a lot of time on and a lot of, and a lot, and quite a, you know, almost two years, I guess, almost two years experimenting with, I need to be in the right uh, uh, quantity, you know, every time I'm out of stock, I'm losing money. So, um, but anyways, about the barcode, the barcode thing. So I bought a few barcodes, uh, from what the GS one USA.org or something like that. I bought a few barcodes and I don't know a hundred percent how I'm going to be using them, but they're for Amazon. I'm going to, um, um, 
I think the term is called white label. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to take a few of my products that, uh, and these are products that I already sell on Amazon, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to like, you know, put a little bundle together, um, uh, and, and just put it under my, my brand name, uh, um, put it under my brand name, put, put a little bundle together and then, you know, see what happens. Just, just see what happens. Um, so I bought three barcodes and there's two products that I have in particular that I want to do this with, but, uh, that's the goal with that. And if those take off or do something decent, that's, that's another great stream of income for me. That's going to do very well with this. All I'm doing is expanding on what's already working for me. So my best seller, and I have another product that's, that's high priced, uh, high ticket, I guess you could say it's a high ticket item that I want to experiment more with. Um, that's actually doing very well with me now that I'm increasing. I, I've been increasing my quantities. I've been seeing a lot more sales and I've been selling out. Um, and those have really good margins. Uh, it, well, that has really good margins, excuse me. And, um, and I, I wanted, I don't know exactly how, what I'm going to do with that product in terms of uh, creating my own listing and getting it on Amazon. I don't really know a hundred percent, um, put a bundle together or something. I don't know, but, uh, but I want to experiment with that this year and see what, where that goes, because this whole thing is just about me testing and trying things. Right. Because if that works, all I, all I'm doing is basically, I'm just doing more of the same thing. So more selling more of the same products in different ways. So that way I'm not chasing new products all the time. Cause eventually what's going to happen is eventually I'm gonna get to a point where I'm, I went from 90 plus SKUs down to about 45, 30, and eventually I'm going to get down to, you know, maybe 10, 10 products that I sell very well. The second thing I'm going to do, uh, second thing I want to at least get into or look into a little more is a private label because I do have a brand name now. So I, I had a brand name now for maybe like about six months now, have my own logo and all that kind of stuff. So I want to, uh, first I'm going to contact the company that I buy my products from and you know, they offer private label services. Baby did go back to sleep. Perfect. Um, um, so they do offer, you know, to make your own bags and all that, uh, 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 make your own, uh, like, you know, different, uh, like, uh, what kind of bags I'm trying to try to explain, make your own, um, you know, like those string bags, you know, like you, those backpack bags, you know, and then you, you, you put the product into those little backpack bags. They do offer to make those for you. You can put that into a bundle. You know, you can, you can, you can use it as a bundle. You know, it comes with a little carry bag, string backpack bag, and they can use that for the, for the, the, uh, like for the carrying the product. So they do offer that. And they offer other things too, but I can reach out to them and, 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 and talk to them about that. But anyways, but but looking deeper into uh, private labeling my own uh, products, right? And then and not selling them on Amazon, you know, sell them on Amazon, but also sell them alongside of the products I already sell on other platforms, right? So I'm doing the thing that I'm telling you that that Amazon does, right? They they use our products that we sell and then they use the data and all the information and then they put their own product next to it. I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm trying to do the exact same thing. So um, 
that's what I'm planning to do. Um, and then also, uh, uh, possibly some digital products, digital products on Etsy. I might create a new store, a new Etsy store for digital products. Um, that's something I'm very interested in. I don't have to carry any inventory. It's kind of passive for the most part. Um, and, and moving forward with that, I can hear my wife walking. So she, she's probably up with the other baby. Uh, that that I don't have a monitor on right now, but she cause she cause she's she she's with the other baby, so she may need my help. Um, I'm going to end it right here. I hope everybody has a happy new year. I wish nothing but success and greatness for everybody. And um, yeah, it's gonna be amazing, you know. It's going to be amazing. We just have to keep on trucking, keep on pushing, keep making it happen, keep moving forward, keep thinking smarter, keep thinking for ourselves, and we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right, y'all. But in the meantime, stay on your grind and keep your mind on success.